This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, everybody. Happy December 16th. <laughs> happy Saturday. Getting, How about yeah. Saturday? Well, and we're kind of happy, aren't we? Like this is sliding into the official week. Is it just a week? I don't think there's so anything about an official week because I think it's just it's just the month. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait though. This week, okay, this is going to get weird already. Okay. So this week is like the week where you're sliding into the holiday. I mean, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to work. Some people aren't working Friday. I'm going to work Friday. Then you have uh, the 23rd, Christmas Eve is the 24th, Christmas is 25th, and then do you go back to work on the 26th, or are you the one of these people that get the whole no, two our, weeks off? No, our office is shut down. Oh, you're so lucky. I know. We actually got this as a gift, MSP Communications, just props to Gary Johnson, the president, who decided, you know what? It's It was a Christmas miracle. It was, he decided that we were going to shut down between Christmas and New Year's because productivity is so low and so many people take vacation. It's hard to do business, actually. I know. They I think do it in, in Minnesota. For sure, that they should just, everybody should just be, it should be a national week off. Except for the gas stations, please, and the movie theaters. And food establishments. Right. Uh, Speaking of food, we had our cookie party last night. We did. I might have been telling people to leave at like 1 a.m. Like, (sighs) you have to go, I have to work. I literally, well, and I texted, did you see what I texted you? I was like, are you coming? Did they kill you? Because I left early and the party was still going and you were not here at quarter two yet. And I was like, um, hoping I don't have to do the show with hope alone. I had to uh, <laughs> run to the Dunn brothers this morning just oh. to get a little fortification. Yeah. Tell you and what. I'm here to tell you that their pumpkin spice is on sale for 50% off through December 23rd. So, I, why are you drinking pumpkin spice at this I don't point? normally, but it was 50% off. So the, I was like, I can get a cup of vanilla latte or I can get a pumpkin spice latte with only one pump of the syrup. Because if there's more than one pump, it's too gross. Do you ever do like the gingerbread or the peppermint mocha? Mm, I don't do mochas. Yeah. I do the gingerbread sometimes. I'll, but the what do you key have for me. Mochas? I don't mind them like in the mid afternoon. Okay. I don't like them in the morning. Oh, it's, like, okay. Too much. No, I'm with you. I don't. And then in the mid afternoon, I have the I like. Oh, is it? What time is it? Can I have the caffeine? Can I not have the caffeine? Yeah. I love drinking coffee. I love drinking caffeine. But then, like when I'm laying about at two a.m. and I can't figure out why I'm not caf- sleeping. I kind of wish caffeine still gave me that jolt. <laughs> it doesn't even work. No, it's not even a thing. All I do is I I like waking up with it, you know, because yep. it just sort of clears the fog out. But it doesn't actually. I mean, I don't feel like I'm like jazzed because of coffee. Oh That's shoot! Not, I, I don't know that I feel jazzed either. It's just that I can't sleep. Okay, so last night at cookie party, anyway. we have to talk about that because. <laughs> Do we? We do. I have so many funny pictures on my phone. I'm really hoping those pictures never see the light no, of day. No, they least won't. Not of me, They're but... not. Lisa, our friend Lisa, was like, I can't believe we didn't get a group picture. Every year we've had a group picture. No, we haven't. 
I have a group picture of Do like you? three or four people, but not everybody. Yeah, no. <clears throat> I feel like we, yeah. but that I was... don't even know what cookies you brought, Stephanie. I know you don't because we didn't even talk about the cookies. <laughs> we threw them on the table. We, we were like, we, we, we gamed so fast because of Stacy had to go. Yeah, so one we had... of our friends went to Semisonic, so, so we had to get through that. Yeah, we had to like do the ornament exchange so fast and do the... The the white elephant gift and this is a bunch of alpha women all sitting around a table together ordering each other how to play this game at full volume. Yep. It was a moment where I sat back and I was like, I'm just gonna let everyone else decide and I will be the follower today. <laughs> the problem was I didn't have dice. Normally we play the dice game, but I didn't have dice. So I had cards. And they just could they were incredulous oh that I didn't have dice. It was it I was, was like, like a, I moved. We got rid of all the kids' games. It was, what do you want? It was like <laughs> it was like a worse debate than, you know, the tr- the Russia investigation. I mean, like there was like so many of how the rules the and how rules to do and it. How to do it anyway. So also we could fight over oh. a, a pretty much trashy white elephant gifts yeah. and Silly an ornament or two. Yeah. There I was mean, a funny white elephant gift. Someone brought a full-size talking parrot that sits on this like plastic log and says weird stuff and it felt like it was kind of listening to us and chiming in on the conversation yeah, that was weird. Yeah. and it would wink it was kind of weird it was spooky but that um, was a great gift actually it was i'm pretty excited about the mermaid tail that's the blanket yeah. for my little nieces so they it's can like snuggle slanket. up in that uh, kudos to you, by the way, for changing the Weekly Dish Facebook page yeah. to the ugly sweaters. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, so the cookies I did make, just because I did, I was a little bit, you know. Because I really still don't know. They're so good. I really like them. And they're just nothings. And I feel like anyone could make these. I took two Nilla wafers and I sandwiched them together like a little sandwich cookie. So they're like little, you know, on the flat and the flat. In between, I mixed bourbon with Nutella so that it, because if you put bourbon with Nutella, it gets a little thicker and pastier. Okay. Like it gets so it glues it together without it running out. Um, and then I dipped them in half white chocolate and half dark chocolate. And then so they look like little black and white cookies. Okay. So I don't have these. What? Nope. Someone stole them. What? Someone took two bags? Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, they did. I, as I was like cleaning up last night and I kind of did a quick cleanup just to get the dishwasher going. And then this morning I came back through and I was like, where are my cookies? <laughs> like, this is the reason I hosted. I feel like Julia's cookie plate was like this crumbled up, picked at mess. So that just didn't isn't going to make it on any trays. Right. Then I had pumpkin bars from our friend Lady Diana. Yes. So I threw those in the freezer because I can. Otherwise, they're going to be stale by the time Christmas actually comes. Because, oh. Well, mine will get eaten completely. By, yeah. See, know. I don't have any kids or anything. I'm always taking these right to entertaining. And then I was like, oh, I don't really know. Lori brought some cookies and some candy. So I had that. I, years are, there was nowhere. Oh my God. Someone absconded with they an did. extra bag. They did. Because I made sure. I mean, I have seven whole, but yeah, yeah. No, I have nothing. Okay. I'm going to ask the fine. girls tonight because we're probably going to see most We're going to see all the same people because we're going to the Hubbard Christmas party. So we had to talk about that, too. Um, okay. I, but- I did make a good drink. Can I at least yeah, talk get about to your the drink. cocktails? Yeah. Because did you get some shrubs to take home? I did grab a shrub. Yeah. Okay. Because everyone, I had two for everybody. Oh, I only grabbed one. I know. And some people grabbed three. So I'll bring you another <laughs> one. I made shrubs we and I've never made like them before. A little bit more of a, yeah. Okay. They were really fun though. Yeah. And you've quite never made easy. shrubs before. No. And 
if you're super, if you want to make them and you're a super easy person and you can't do anything, here's all you have to do, people. Get the pomegranate syrup, palm, yeah, like palm. a bottle of it. A bottle of juice. And then you can add a little sugar or not. Just infuse, like put like a rosemary sprig in there and put it on the stove. Oh, cook it. And just cook it a little bit so that rosemary oil gets heated up and gets into the, and then just bottle that with a cup of vinegar. Oh, that's it's, it. That's, it's the easiest one I did. Wow. And it's tasty. The best one I did tasting wise is probably, I took two containers of raspberries and two cups of sugar and let that soak overnight just so it released some of the juices and not a lot of juices because the raspberries this time of year are so yeah. not juicy. No. And then heated that with... um a little orange um, zest. Oh. And then when it was all heated, I pushed it through like a sieve. Yep. So that the seeds didn't get in there. And that was that one. So that was easy. Okay. Then I did cranberries, a package of cranberries, two cups of sugar, uh, two cups of vinegar, and a sprig of thyme. Wow. That was easy. Like they were really easy. Probably the most complicated one I did was clementines and I had to juice them and zest them. Yeah, you did a lot of work. <laughs> I but it was easy work. Like it, I, I It had, was like da da da. Like yeah. little steps, little steps. And I did I did them all in one afternoon. That's good. And then I zested it, juiced it, and then um muddled with 20 basil leaves. So the oil from the basil and the clementine. Yeah. And it's a little cloudy like in the bottle. It doesn't look as pretty cuz there's still you can't get all of the pulp and all that zest out of it when yeah. you even when you strain it. Yeah. But it's tasty, <laughs> really tasty with like gin or vodka. Yeah, I think those are great. That was and one of my favorite just ones. Just even like a little, yeah, to me, the soda water thing, it's so refreshing when you're like, I don't really want to have a drink, but I want something flavorful to sip on. You yeah. Know? And, and for kids, like if you don't, like we don't have soda. Yeah. So if people come to our house, I'm like, mm, mm -hmm. I got nothing. Uh, here's a LaCroix. Yeah. Well, and that's what we've been, you know, Jake, we went to a little holiday party and they were like. They're like, we don't have any sodas, but we have shrubs. And he looks at me and I'm like, you'll like it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be great. I love that because I give my kids shrubs too. Yeah. I'm like, here, I'll make you a shrub yeah. soda. Here's a shrub soda. And, this and we're says like, so much about us like, as parents. I know. Nobody else does this, by the way. Most of the people listening are like, you guys are cray. Because <laughs> like, my be kids like, would look uh, at that and be like, really, you're putting vinegar and pop for I'm me? I'm having no. shrub for <laughs> soda. I yeah. think I'll just have a water, please. Right? How about I? How about I lick the bottom of your boot? Like that's about, about the same. Water. I know. Oh my god. Oh, it was funny. It was fun. It was a good night. Did you? I can I? I keep yeah, talking I about know. myself, but I really the cookies I made. You guys, there's this recipe, and I should post it. It's a it. sugar cookie. It's a sugar cookie recipe, but you don't have to chill the dough. Well, I and never the chill dough the comes dough. together like play doh. I never chill the dough. I never. The only. Dough that I ever chill is a gingerbread. I used to chill the dough when I started making these a long time ago, not with this recipe, because it helps to cut them. You yeah, know what I mean? I suppose that's true. So I you guess get I a cleaner cut. Yeah, that's true. This is just like, I made 10 dozen cookies one day. It took me forever to frost them, which was a real pain. But um, yeah, it's the best dough ever for making sugar cookies. And they're tasty. I think I make good frosting too. Good for I you. Yeah. Put well, butter. Jake put three butter in and his vanilla. Face. laughing at me. Like right, you know, like he I, put him in his face. Oh, right when I got home, you saw those. Those are the ones he went after. Yeah, because who? What kid? Like that's the Christmas oh, colorful. Cookie. Yeah, that's yeah. Christmas cookie. And then my husband sat down to decorate with me because I had like three dozen left and I was getting sick of and it. And you were like, I hate everybody. Yeah. I just was like, okay, you need to go. You, you oh, can't do this. Oh. Like your cookies are not good enough. Oh. And mine aren't even great. But I'm like, you just can't put two pounds of frosting on something. 
And then, you know, a bunch of sprinkles. Get out. Get out. <laughs> You're not your helping. Elf, your elf passport has been revoked. We do have a good show today. Do we? Yeah, we've got some guests coming. We've got uh, some holiday gifts. Hey, shout out to Carrie, who is driving to Rochester this morning and listening. Hi, so, Carrie. So, hey, Carrie. Hopefully people, we're making if you're you driving giggle. around and if you're going to be shopping today, we've got some good gift ideas and basically just fun stuff. Yeah. You know, little dribs, little drabs. <laughs> You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We're presented by Red Cow, Red Rabbit, and El Burrito. I should tell you, too, Red Cow today is starting, or excuse me, Red Rabbit on Washington. Red Rabbit is starting the official bottomless mimosa. So starting today, you can get a grapefruit or an orange mimosa, and it's bottomless, and you know we love bottomless. We'll be right back. I'm Stephanie Hansen. There you are. Here I am. Here you are. We're joining you on this lovely Saturday before, it's not the Saturday before Christmas, really. It's the Saturday before the Saturday before Christmas. And just to let you guys know, this is our last live show before we go into the holidays. So we're going to try to cover some stuff um, that we want to get done because we're going to talk a little bit about, I'm going to talk about New Year's in the next hour. Yeah, we were kind of sad. Well, this is a little inside baseball, but we actually kind of were planning to work. And then they were like, yeah, you don't have to work. Nobody's working. Just take the day off. We're like, oh, well, right. OK. All yeah. right. I know. It was so two good. Saturdays, you don't have to work, Smarch. What are you going to do? Because I'll just I mean, Smarch barely takes a day off. I don't. Take she days has off. worked every summer. We've been doing this 10 years. This yeah. is a six day a week girl. You just show up. I take a lot of time off and I'm selfish. But other than that, <laughs> you um, do. You're so not two, selfish, but you take you take care of I, yourself. I take in the time off. I have the cabin also, up north. I my do. job is my life. So, so two two Saturdays, you don't have to get up. What are you going to do? I'm going to sleep in. <laughs> That's just the answer to that is I will go harder on Friday night. I will leave the party early. There you go. And then I will sleep in. For those of you two that have emailed or wondered about the podcast and the on-demand listening of Weekly Dish, we are available now on Podcast One. Yeah. You can subscribe. You can also listen on demand like you used to. And we will be on the app if we're not yet. And I don't think we are, but we are going to be on the app supposedly in the new year. They had to do some additional coding for our show and also for Shop Girls. So you can find your weekly dish. If you're having issues, uh, just give us a shout and I'll send you some links. Super true. All right. So Christmas dinner is the thought is, you know, either Christmas breakfast or Christmas dinner. The planning is in motion for many, many people because we're getting emails already saying, I'm feeling like I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like Christmas dinner is sort of a gray area. It kind of is. Because you have turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like you kind of like we're all in the same lane on Thanksgiving. But then Christmas, a lot of people do a Christmas Day dinner. Many people don't do anything. They have like Christmas brunch. Like they had do they do like their big meal like with the morning because they do, you know, Christmas presents and they have everyone over for that. And then there's people who do like cocktail parties on Christmas Eve instead, and that's kind of their dinner. They do like a fondue situation. Mm-hmm. I think all of that is pretty cool that there's it, there's it, it's kind of open. You know what I mean? Do you yeah. guys have like Christmas Day plans? Oh, please. We have the whole thing. So Christmas Eve, we do the Swedish meal that we there's 28 of us getting together. It's family and friends. And we do a whole Swedish. We do the meatballs. We do the beets and horseradish. Yeah. We do glug. We do the whole thing. Then Christmas Day, we'll have lox, bagels, and cream cheese in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have prime rib and Yorkshire pudding. Oh, you and do like a, do you get, do you get dressed? Like everybody gets dressed up and for the big dinner? You know, my mother in law will dress up. I do the get the Christmas crackers. I'll wear, I won't wear like a dress. But like, I'm and you doing have people over to your house for yeah. this dinner. Okay. Yep. 
And then the morning is kind of just the family, yeah. but we have the bagels and locks, and that's always kind of a highlight. I love fresh bagels. Yeah. And I don't eat bagels usually, so yeah. that's an it's exciting like a day. Treat. It's like a gift. Completely. Yeah. I, I got I had a Bloody Mary at St. Dinette last weekend that had one of Adam Eaton's little fresh everything bagel on my straw. Yeah. It was like the bagel of life. Yeah. I was like, this is life-giving right here. Like I couldn't, I just, I chowed it down so fast. Kurt goes, wow, I haven't seen you eat a bagel in a long time. I'm like, yeah, I know. This is amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Well, so for Christmas Eve, we do like just sort of a fondue kind of snacky thing after my mom, you yep. know, church and everything. And so we're doing a late night. We always do a late night snacky cocktail thing. So we have cheeses and meats and then we do a fondue and all this kind of fun stuff. And then Christmas morning, it's just the family and we always do the donut bread pudding and we always do the strata, you know, which is just a big old bread, bready bake. So you totally bread out. Totally bread out. <laughs> Between that. Absolutely. The, yep. I the don't donut, the donut bread pudding. Let's put it this way. The donut bread pudding is for the specific people, namely Matt and Jake. Yep. And then um, the strata is kind of for the rest of us with like, you know, prosciutto and goat cheese and yeah. stuff. Yum. But then we do, we sort of just stay home. We stay home and then we, and I cook like kind of a dinner in the later in the day, but it's sort of off the cuff, even though we've done prime rib and we've done, you know, a standing rib roast and we've done all sorts of crazy things. Um, I'm going to do a porchetta this year. I've decided and I've not made my own porchetta yet. I so I have a cabin in Ely, Minnesota, which is like the range is the home of the porchetta. Mm -hmm. We make them all summer long on the grill. So it's just funny that you're going to have that for Christmas dinner. And I like think of that as my one of my grill staples. Do you do like you roll it up and everything? It's all it comes already done at the grocery store at Zipinski's. Oh, so it's all rolled up for you. Yep. Oh, that's it's cool. It's all like you buy the roast and it's got all the stuff on it and you throw it on the grill and you just slow cook it for hours. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to get my own and I'm going to use a pork butt is the cut that I'm going to use. The yes. pork shoulder, the pork butt and open it up so that it's nice and flat and then spread it with a big fennel, you know, rosemary, beautiful mix. Roll it up, tie it. This is what they say. You yep. roll it up and tie it. And then you, um, and then you just slow cook it. Yeah. In the oven. I'm going to go in the oven. I'm not going to do the grill. That looks tasty. Yeah. No, and what I, are you going to serve with it? Because we're doing, we ordered a standing rib roast, six pounds, yeah. which, okay, this is when you have like a mother-in-law who's a good cook. Yeah. How many pounds are, I'm like, well, it's like a pound and a half of ribs per person. Well, I got, you know, she never wants to have more. She cooks for one. So she always cooks exactly the amount you need. Yeah. I am the opposite. I cook like for every eventual uh, situation that could potentially happen. Like yeah. in case 10 people come over, yeah. I'm ready. You're ready. So five pounds of ribs, but there's like seven of us eating. Ooh. I know. So now I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to have to load up on sides. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Well, here's, I found this in Bon Appetit. I was looking through, yeah, it was Bon Appetit. And because somebody else had asked us about porchetta last week, they asked us about what they should serve with it. And I was thinking later we had said Brussels sprouts and I don't know, but polenta, there's a beautiful polenta that is a, a cacio pepe, of course, which is so still trendy. God dang it, is uh, the polenta recipe for Parmesan, black pepper, you know, just a lot of goodness. It's kind of very rich. I think that that's a good side, though, with I think I corn. said um, creamed cauliflower, a cauliflower mash. Yes. Would oh, be that's good a with good the one. Porchetta. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that there's, um, you know, even any sort of like green bean in a garlicky, like a super flavorful green bean, like a super garlic lemon green bean. I was just going to say lemons yeah, with like lemon zest through. with green beans. Yeah. 
make so them. So that it's both fresh, but also super yep. flavorful. I love that. So that was my idea with that. But there's, I have done like, I have done the thing that I love the most that I, but I'm the only one who eats it. I feel like I want beef. You know what I mean? I want like a big beefy roast. And then we talked last year about doing it where I do the reverse, you know, yes. where like I keep it in the oven low, low, low until it hits that uh, one forty two. You know, and then you take it out, let it rest, and then you put it in at the very last minute to give it the to big broil sear. the crispy bit. Yeah, so that you don't get any part of that. Um, What's that called? The like the big fillet? Because that's what we did last year. The, just the fillet of beef. I don't, the you big know how fillet? you can buy like like the tenderloin. Yeah, the yeah. tenderloin. That's yeah. it. We bought that. That's what we had last year. We didn't. So we haven't had prime rib in a couple of years. Oh yeah. But I do love the Yorkshire pudding. We have the popover see, cups and see, and that's what you I'm put thinking. the beef tallow in there, and yeah. then you heat up your pan inside the oven and then you quickly take it out and throw in the batter and then seal it and you don't open the oven while you watch them puff it is kind of like that that's how you make the yorkshire puddings is that really Mm -hmm. oh it's with the beef fat it's just like a dutch baby yeah and but but they're in popover cups so you put the pan you put the cups in and then you put it and then yeah you heat up the cups that's really interesting with the beef tallow and then you get them all hot and then you open your oven you pour your batter into your little cups and then shut it and don't open it. And they puff. And like, you know, every fifth year they don't puff for whatever reason. And then you just get kind of these doughy, delicious, muffiny, muffiny popovers. But they're still good. <laughs> Honestly, all of a sudden I'm wondering, like, what's the real difference between a popover and a Dutch baby? One's in a pan, one's in a cup. I mean, like, I wonder what the Well, one is sweet is. and one is savory. Well, I don't I don't make my Dutch babies sweet. You don't put any sugar in them? No. Because I like my Dutch babies with butter and salt. And so I don't do that. But then I bet it's the same thing. I bet it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I bet. Huh. All right. Butter and salt on a Dutch baby. Yeah. That is well, because blowing. everybody else, I mean, you can put your syrup and sugar on it, but yeah. I don't want to make the thing sweet because I want, sometimes I sprinkle Parmesan on there and pepper. Wow. Okay. I'm way more savory. I like, I like it. I never had thought about that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so if you want to look around, there's a lot of great stuff for, uh, in both Bon Appetit and, uh. And food and wine for as far as like Christmas dinners and stuff like that. But if you're on Porchetta, if you have more Porchetta questions, send them to us because we'll answer them. Well, and we're taking questions the next 10 days. We got nothing going on. Yeah, so feel free to email us. Just because we're not talking us. at you doesn't mean we're not doing stuff. <laughs> you're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by Red Rabbit, Red Cow, El Burrito. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish presented by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. And we are here with Patrice Johnson. She is... Oh, we should have told you, Patrice. We didn't get your microphone ready. Yeah, pull, pull it that, towards you. Yep, right up to your face. Get your face in there. There How's you that? go. There you go. Perfect. It's great. <laughs> uh, we are here with Patrice Johnson. She is the author of the Yule Cookbook. Did she say it right? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we have a history exactly of Hanson right. saying things in special ways. So, why don't you tell us how do you say it? I could say Yule. 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 But I've heard Yule. a lot of people say jewel, which makes me happy because they think it's like a jewel. Right? Yeah, J-U-L, like that. the yeah. Swedish cookbook. It's yeah. red. It's super cute. Um, and it has like, I think, did we say 26 Swedish meatball recipes? <laughs> no, I think it's more like nine or 10. Okay, because yeah. it felt like there <laughs> was a lot. It felt like there was a lot. Do you remember me good. telling you the yeah, story she of, was like super, that she asked me to contribute yeah. a meatball recipe and I never even did? <laughs> yeah. I Terrible. But I was overcome with like, Oh my God, I'm talking to Stephanie Hansen. So I was just a goof. I'm sure I scared the heck out of you on the oh phone. Oh my God. No, I probably just forgot because I'm terrible. So you're traveling all over. What is it like to travel to the land of Swedish people? Like who comes to your readings and 
do they just sit quietly and with their arms folded and watch <laughs> you do things? They have been very enthusiastic. Uh, and it's really a variety of people. I get a lot of older people who just want to talk about memories. And then I get a lot of younger people who are just really excited about food in general. Yeah. We're talking to Patrice Johnson. You can follow her at Nordic Food Geek on Twitter because that's how we became friends, I think. Um, when you think like her book is cook part cookbook, but it's also kind of part memoir. Yes. Part tradition. How did you uh, can you explain how you decided to put it together like that versus just a straight cookbook? Oh, wow. I never thought about that before. I think it just sort of happened naturally because I'm a writer and I want to tell stories and food tells our story. Yeah. So I think it just happened naturally. So when I pitched the book, I knew that I was going to talk about my own memories and my connection to the food that I make every year for the holidays. And I knew that other people had great stories as well. So I guess it just was kind of a natural link. Um, there was, uh, there's a, there's a bunch of stories in the book that are funny, but, um, I'm, I'm trying to think you told a story about, was it your grandma? We did a, um, a cookbook signing that we did at the American Swedish Institute together. And it was really funny. What's your favorite like story to tell when you're out on the road with people? I talk a lot about a friend of mine who actually lives in Minot. I met him in the cities here at a writer's group I belong to. And I talk a lot about his palt recipe. And that is an enormous potato dumpling oh and it's have that oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuffed with pork oh and so i like to tell that. that story quite a bit because uh, he had a sister tried to teach me to make palt and mine exploded but they were very kind and didn't point their fingers when they looked into the pot of floating <laughs> stuff <laughs> Which can stuff. happen when yeah. you're yeah. doing dumplings and it just becomes this like uh, paste yeah, yeah. Very gooey yeah yeah. Um, you tell us, I think Stephanie would be interested to know what your original cookbook idea was before <laughs> Yule because you were going to do something else. Yes. The original cookbook I pitched uh, was, I don't know if you're familiar, I'm sure you are, with the single ingredient cookbook yes. series mm -hmm. that the uh, Minnesota Historical Society has done in the past, which I think is great because, you know, here in the North, we really need to highlight the ingredients we have when we have them. And that's a great series. Well, I pitched radish because I think radishes are awesome. She and loves I knew radishes. They were She's smiling. Yes, <laughs> I the love best. radishes. Yes. I eat them all the time. Yes, and a roasted radish is completely oh, different than yes, like a cold radish. And there's such a variety of different kinds of radishes. That's the bigger thing, and the fact yes. that there's like an entire culture of radishes that we don't even get to know about. Oh, radish oh, culture. The Japanese <gasps> love radishes. Yes, there's yes. like radish spirits, literally, yes. that are. Defined. See? Yeah. Another radish, radish spirit. This is great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a radish spirit. This is, we're geeking out over oh, here yeah. over Nordic radishes. food. Yes. Well, I had 120 recipes on radishes. Oh, my I God. just thought, this is just great. They're going to love this. Yeah. So I pitched the radish book, and the, my editor came back and said, you know, we don't think we can sell radishes. <laughs> I said, you're crazy. This is the next big trend. Yeah. The I kind of hope they let you do it now. Do you think? I'm hoping. Maybe. Okay. I'll yeah, talk we can to, do an ebook. Yes. Yes. Maybe. We could do a little like 36 page ebook and take Shit's you out on tour. We recipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Why might have to whittle it down. We're talking to Patrice Johnson. It is Jewel, the Swedish cookbook. Um, a lot of people, sweets are sort of come to mind in the Swedish cookies. And what is your favorite sweets recipe that you have in the cookbook? My favorite sweets recipe, uh, I, I love my ginger pinchies. That's actually one of my recipes, and it's named for my cat. Uh, who my, We have a really 
big, big, big boy cat. And he's lost a lot of weight over the years. He's actually down nine pounds from when he, we started with him. So, But he's still a big boy. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. And he's a nine ginger. Nine pounds on a cat. That's like. Yeah, he was 25 <laughs> at one point. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, our 17 pound cat, he's a ginger cat. And so I, and, and the, 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 the ginger pinchies are shaped like a, like, <laughs> like a cat, a cat. tail. Yeah. Oh my God. And they're really good. They, there's a lot of a good ginger flavor in them and they're really pretty. Yeah. They're a unique little cookie. What is the recipe you had to make the most when you were testing that you're just like, oh, if I ever have to make that thing again. If I never see another baked rice pudding, it will be too soon. Really? <laughs> oh, really? I don't do baked rice pudding. I just don't do it. I no. like stovetop pudding. Ugh. Baked, what is the difference between baked rice pudding versus stovetop? I mean, obviously I one is in a saute pan. Yeah, because yeah, stovetop is like a, like a risotto. Yeah. And it's lovely. Yeah. Um, there's two kinds of baked. One is where you cook the rice on the stovetop until it, all the starch is released and it doesn't even resemble rice anymore. And then you add stuff to it and throw it in the oven, and it's almost like a custard. Okay. And then there's another style where you take your stovetop pudding, and the next day you whip eggs into a meringue and, and add the yolk and then bake that. And that's I oh, that's tolerate that a little better. Okay. That sounds so yeah. complicated. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I know, yeah. When you think about what's next for you, like what else will you be doing? Do you know? Besides yeah. the radish cookbook, yeah. of course. I've got a, I've got about five things I'm working on right now, and uh, five different projects. And so there's two that I want to pitch to my to the folks that that did this book, um, the Minnesota, Minnesota Historical, Historical Press. Society, yeah. and uh, the others are just kind of floating. So we'll see we'll see what happens with them. Do you write for a living? Like, do you are you a freelance no, I writer? Wish I wish I did, but things? no. What's I do your not. day job? My day job is I work at the University of Minnesota in IT. Oh my gosh. So you're like, when you say geek, you're kind of a geek in that way too. Uh, if you talk to my, my <laughs> work buddies, they might say differently. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, maybe the I'm geek the, wrangler. The yeah. End of that, yeah. yeah. I'm not exactly uh, IT material, but they let me hang out. So. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> a lot of the manager types that manage IT groups or that have to like do process for them, they're not. And the IT people are just like, oh, and then we have this woman and we don't know what to do with her. Exactly. I have a friend in the exact same role. Yep. Oh just kind of funny. Yep. All right. So if people are going to pick up the cookbook, uh, it is Yule. It is the Swedish cookbook. It is red. It has stories, memoirs, recipes. What's your favorite recipe that they should look for right when they open it? You brought us some delicious pea soup today. Yes. Uh, the All the Ert sopas are delicious. That's yellow pea soup. It's the Thursday night soup in Sweden and they eat it uh, in all the, a lot of the Nordic countries as well. Um, my recipe is really uh, unique because I've got some Thai flavors in there. I like to borrow ingredients from our, our immigrant neighbors, our new immigrant neighbors. Um, I also really like a couple of the meatball recipes. Um, there's one, my recipe I love, and that's why I make it all the time, and it's got a lingonberry sauce yep, with it. that's how we serve ours yep, too. Yep, And uh, there's some great rye breads in there. And, oh, God, rye bread yeah, is such a including great. including the gusty rye bread from Ma. Uh, young Evelyn Ma Young, that is one of the best recipes. Is you're it ever really? Have. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm not made rye bread. I always wanted to try, but I do buy it. <laughs> I like I the word it. gusty. Yeah. Oh, I love the gusties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's All good. right. Thank you for being with us today. Well, Happy holidays. It's a great gift idea. We hope you pick up the cookbook. You can find it where greater cookbooks are sold. You can find it at the Minnesota Historical Press website. 
And we put a link on our show page and also on the Weekly Dish Facebook page so you can find it there. Thanks for Thanks being for here today. Me, ladies. We'll Merry be Christmas. back. Hi, friends. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, 651-641-1071. Please call in now and we'll take your questions live on the air if you would like. We always are available for you as well at Stephanie's Dish, at Steph March, and on Facebook at Weekly Dish uh, MN is our Weekly Dish Facebook page. And we have the Weekly Dish Instant Potter. So if you are thinking you might get an Instant Pot for Christmas, you want to look for our Facebook group, the Weekly Dish Instant Potters, and we will accept you into our group. We have about over a thousand members. Oh, we're like up to twelve hundred. Very active people. They post (laughs) and... And if you send us questions on there about other things, it, we might not see them. As well. Someone was asking about a wine recommendation, and I noticed they put it in the Weekly Dish Instant Potters. And I answered them. I pulled it off. I deleted it and pulled it off and okay. put it somewhere else. But I put it on the main page. But um, it's just it's harder to see it in there. You know yes. what I mean? So try to put, put those questions there. Um, 651-641-1071. We will take your calls live on air. And uh, we have a couple of uh, Ask Stephanie's that have come in already. We did have someone who was asking about porchettas, and I was trying to answer those. She said, do you have a favorite recipe? What kind of pork do you use? And all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to say that there's a great step-by-step porchetta roll, like how to roll it, how to tie it, how to cut it, what cut to use on the Milk Street website, which is Christopher Kimball's website. Love him. You do have to kind of give your email address to join up on that one. All right, so they make you give your email address, but that's okay. Yeah, you can always you unsubscribe I mean, you, after you get yeah, the information. There's, yeah, there's plenty of other. Um, an endless amount of questions have come in from people that want to know what cookbook you would give with your Instant Pot. Um, we have a couple. One is the Melissa Clark Instant Pot cookbook. That Dinner is Dinner in an Instant. Thank you. From the New York Times. Uh-huh. Also, people are wondering this time of year, I got a question about the slow cooker cookbook that I recommend. And the Instant Pot is also a slow cooker, friends. I actually used it. It has a slow cooker setting. I used it last night on the slow cooker setting. Um, The cookbook for that is Stephanie O'Day's Slow Cooking 365 Days a Year. I love that cookbook. If you're like a busy mom, it has a whole section about like how to make takeout food for that tastes like, you know home out of the uh, crock pot. Yep. 651-641-1071 if you want to call in. People are calling, but I think they don't want to go on the air. So then they tell Hope their question. Then she has to type it in. Just go on the air. We love talking to you. <laughs> um. Okay. Hi, ladies. Oh, here's Hi, Lady and Donnie. This came into uh, Lori and Julia and they forwarded it our way. Oh, I see. Uh, We listen all the time to Lori and Julia. So they're probably not listening now. (laughs) And I'm looking for a gift for my stepson's granddad on his mom's side. (laughs) My step. Okay. My stepson's granddad on his mom's side. Okay. She's micromanaging another family. Yeah. He really (laughs) likes chocolate turtles. Wondering if there's a good place in the cities that I could order from that you would all recommend. I trust your great taste. This comes for to Lori and Julia. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, thanks so much. Love you guys. Hope you all have a great holiday season. So where would you go for chocolate turtles, Miss Stephanie? I think turtles are kind of, I don't know. There's a pl- yeah, I'm sort of like, that's like, for me, it's the low end of the candy. You know, it's kind of like, I don't think there's any like artisan turtles. I could be wrong, you guys. I could totally be wrong. St. Croix Chocolate Company has. Do they make the, turtles? Yeah, they do. Oh, God. They're 
brilliant. Um, St. Croix Chocolate Company is one of the best chocolatiers in town, I think. Patisserie 46, too. John Krause has just beautiful chocolates. What are the names of the dark chocolate disc that has like a piece of fruit and a piece of almond? Mignardis. Oh, yes. He makes those and they come in this little bag. They're delicious. I mean, right. Those are for sure. I I do love those. 651-641-1071. We have Brian on the line. Hi, Brian. Hello. How are you? We're great. How are you? Good. Um, Rosettes. Growing up, every holiday we had rosettes. Fried dough with powdered sugar on top. Yes, so good. Can you get them anywhere in the cities? Yes. um, You can get them at uh, the Swedish place on Como. Oh, What's the uh, do you know the name of it? Uh, oh, uh, Finnish Bistro. Thank you. Yeah. Right. You can get them at Finnish Bistro. You can also order them from um, Ingebrigtsen's. Oh, okay. Okay, because I'm Lithuanian and we grow in every every holiday. Uh, oh. I actually, my girlfriend made them yesterday. My, my mom made them. Oh. She made them yesterday. That was her like cookie that she was doing for her cookie exchange. They're kind of hard to make. No, but... no, you're thinking spritz. No, oh, she oh, made oh, rosettes. I think for ours. Yeah, a like, different no, friend. A different friend, okay. Um, with the whole press. And thanks, Brian. Does that answer your question? Yep, thank you. Absolutely. We got an email wondering about um, if we could give some ideas for a restaurant gift card for, the, for her boss. And she's saying he lives in New Brighton but doesn't want to go downtown. Any suggestions would really appreciate it. Not really expensive. Pretty open to food choices. Um, you know, kind of a thing. I was thinking Pig Ate My Pizza. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of in that area. Where's it's New Brighton, I know. I was not just like wondering. super highbrow, but still fun. You could do Trudeauville, which would be a very fun dining experience, but it's... Okay, New Brighton is kind of over by Columbia Heights, actually. Actually, that's... By Robbinsdale. That's kind of in the... It's no? Nowhere near it. Shut up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Robbinsdale isn't near New Robinsdale Brighton? Robbinsdale is over by me, is is in the western, is like way west of that. New Brighton is like... Uh, Off of 694. 694 and 35W, and Robbinsdale is over off of 100. Oh, details, Stephanie. Oh, Come well, on. That's like so different. <laughs> How about Honestly, Lindy's, Lindy's Steakhouse? Okay. I love Lindy's. It's an old-fashioned steakhouse. It would be somewhere yeah. kind of different. Uh-huh. It's in that area. Okay. I will say that you're down, like, like it's just a little bit north of northeast. I would say get him, like, a little gift card to, like, Senyai Senlek and Fair State Brewing and that do, like, fun. a little Central Avenue tour. That would be really fun. Or, you know, what's over there is Blanco. Blanc. Y- Blanc. Yes. Blanca. Costa Blanca. Yes. That place is great. They that have small wonderful. plates. It's really cozy. That's a good one. Costa yeah, Blanca would be a great one. it's locally owned, so it'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, we have Susan on the line. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you live anywhere near New Brighton, Susan? No, actually, I live in Egan. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I don't even know where New Brighton is, but really? I do know where Egan is. What can we help you with today, my friend? Um, I have a question. They have different size Instapots, and I only have, like, two people in my family should I get a smaller one or should I get the bigger one? Let me ask you this. Do you like to have leftovers? Um, a little bit, but not a lot because they have a tendency to just sit in my refrigerator. I would say getting, I don't think you have to get the biggest one. There's a four and a six quart. I think the six quart is kind of the best lane to pick because you can still do batched things so that like if you wanted if you do want to do like a big batch of broth but you don't it doesn't require like you can still do smaller meals in it without it being 
you know, any problem. Yeah, because I think the forecourt would be too small for like chilies and soups. Yeah. And plus the forecourt, oh. I think there's there's something about there's so many more things you can do with like doing ramekins in the sixth court. Like you can do little, you can basically bake little puddings and things in yep. there. And it's harder to do those in the smaller ones to fit other things in there. Okay. Then my other question is they're coming out with new ones, different, I mean, they're not called Instapots then. I saw a ninja one. Does that matter, or are they all basically the same? So it's there's there's a, so there's an electric pressure cooker is what basically we're using here, and then it's a multi-use pressure cooker. The instant pot has the special processor that makes it available to be doing seven different things at the same time, or it can do. There are new okay. things. You know, I did just get the crock pot multi cooker, which is basically a different brand and it's using the same things but there's just a little it's a little bit different in execution it has different recipe kind of things to it so I mean we're all kind of fans of the instant pot and that's kind of the lane that we've picked